Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, everybody. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett, and this is The Doggy Pod. Yeah, you're sounding very chipper today, Rob. I'm um, Dr. Rob Zammett's producer, Stephen Peters, and thank you very much for joining us today. And we're going to have a pretty good day today. We're going to be talking about spider bites in dogs. How common are they? Well, I always wondered, you know, can a spider bite a dog? Because they've got, all, well, some hairy dogs, at least, furry dogs. It must, <laughs> must be quite difficult for a poor little spider. Hang on, we shouldn't be taking sides with the spider. We're also going to talk about... Um, Speaking of coats, um, is there such a thing as doggy dandruff? Can da- dogs get dandruff? Mm. Well, we will us. talk about it. And of course, we've got a breed of the week, and this week it's the trusty fox terrier. Oh, I love fox terriers. Cute little dogs. Cute little dogs. Feisty little dogs, and I'm assuming uh, need lots of uh, things to do. But you'll <laughs> tell us all about that in a minute. Um, uh, so what's been happening this week? Because I know there was there was something oh, horrible yeah. did happen just recently and you wanted to sort of just yeah, have a look, quick I, chat about it. I just wonder if we've talked about it enough. Um, obviously not messages and getting through to everybody. And uh, what is happening is dogs are attacking children a little bit too frequently of late. We've heard of too many attacks. And one very, very catastrophic, sad attack where the child was killed. Um, the child was down on the floor in a bouncer net, mm. newborn child, and uh, the dogs got in and, and you know, whether they heard the baby cry or what it was. You know, a little it was a family dog. Yeah, two family dogs. They heard probably a sound. If a baby cries, it's like, a yeah, that's a toy. Let's play with it. It may not have even right. been a malicious attack, but they were big dogs and a newborn baby, and the end was absolutely disastrous, disastrous for everybody. And so... The real thing to say is, please, please, you remember the rule. If a child is under 12 years of age, should not be left unsupervised with dogs. 
Yeah, well, when you say dogs, I mean, I guess you mean any dog, even even the family, the cutest of family dogs. Yeah, you trust your dog so much mm. because it is part of your family. But at the end of the day, respect the fact that it's canine and it's got four really big canine teeth just to start with. And mm. it has certain rules of their own that they have in their DNA because they are a pack animal. You know, they run in the pack, they have to follow the rules of the pack. And so they believe that a newborn coming in is a subordinate and that needs to follow certain rules as far as they're concerned. Unsupervised, they may take it upon themselves to ensure that the subordinate is following the rules by just grabbing them and, or you know, shaking them. Not realising, of course, the, the danger of that. Yeah, and the damage they're doing. They, they, it may, it's often not a malicious attack. You know, I had many years ago, uh, I had to put a dog to sleep. They killed a child. The, oh the lady was just hanging, washing up, put the child down for a second, and this little, you know, it was a bull terrier, came up, grabbed the child, and just you know, playing with it. That's mm. all it was doing. But they're so powerful, that's what's going to happen. We have to be careful. We have the responsibility. We have a duty of care to, to newborns and to children right through to avoid that problem. It's not the child's fault. Very often, it's not even the dog's fault, other than the dog is playing with the child. But uh, yeah, they mustn't play unsupervised with a child. If a child is less than 12 years of age, they must not be left unsupervised with any dog, not the family dog, next door neighbour's dog, or a big brute of a dog that you're very worried about. I mean, that's obvious, the real big aggro dog, if you have mm. one. Um, why would anyone need an aggro dog is beyond me. They should be a good family dog. But you still have to respect the fact that you know child. The statistics, these statistics are not ones I have made up. Mm. This is worldwide statistics. A child under 12 years of age should not be left unsupervised with dogs. Because sometimes even the biggest of dogs are absolute sooks. You know, they're really, yeah. they love a cuddle and they just sit on the couch and you think, well, that's a very passive dog even though it's quite big. Yeah, and if the baby happens to be on the couch or if the baby's on the floor and they want to sit on the baby, that can be just as catastrophic. They're not attacking it, they're just, oh, I'll just sit with you, bang, right on top of the baby. So I'll get controversial here then. Why is it then if the dog has no history of... Um, you know, attacking people or, or um, children or anything. Why, why does it have to be put down? happens in every you know, walk of life. If a shark attacks someone in the water and they can get to the shark, they'll, they'll kill the shark. Mm. Gosh, the shark is just in its natural environment and, and looking for food, not looking for a, to take humans out. No. If, a, if, it, you know, if a shark really was thinking I'm going to take a lot of humans out, they'd go to a popular beach and get right in there. And <laughs> It'd be like a smorgasbord. Oh, unbelievable. They, they want to do that. And very often the dog doesn't want to put, you know, doesn't want to um, kill a child or hurt, or a, hurt child a child even. Yeah. But once it happens, um, the way our laws are structured, that's often what will occur. The dog will be put to sleep. People worry that the dog will repeat the attack or the you know whatever it's done who knows i, I it's not for me to say um but you know more often than not it's not the dog's fault to be honest it's people not supervising their children that's what we have to do well that yeah. would be dreadful for the vet to be putting down a dog you know a perfectly healthy happy dog yes that's done something it probably doesn't even know what it's done yeah but mm -hmm. when when that's happened to me now three times, the dogs are not aggressive, they're happy, they're happy to see me, they trust me, and yet I have to you know, do the ultimate mm. thing to this poor animal under police supervision to make sure it's done, 
um, you have to do it. And it's it's dreadful thing, but it's dreadful for everybody. And of course, it doesn't bring back the trial, doesn't bring back the, the uh, wounds on their face if it's a severe attack, doesn't make them heal any better. Uh, so let's not have that happen in the first place. Certainly to anyone that's listening to this, please, please, and tell your friends if you've got children and dogs, do not leave a child unsupervised with any dog. I've, I've had dogs that I trust with my life all the time, have those, mm. but I still would not leave them unsupervised with any children, not my own children when they were growing up, um, and certainly not my grandchildren, but any children. It's just not what to do. It's, it's the statistics there, and they bear out the facts that children left unsupervised with dogs are apt to get bitten badly. On the subject of being bitten, can dogs be bitten by spiders? I guess maybe some dogs can, ones that have uh, short fur, uh, short coats. Um, but what about other dogs with with longer coats? Rob, is that is that something that's yeah, common? Yeah, still very common because most commonplace for a dog to be bitten by a spider is on the face because they'll see something moving and they'll put their face there where this little critter is moving and even the longest coat dog has exposed lips and areas like that, mm. and the spider will bite. Now, we have an extremely um, poisonous spider in Australia called the funnel web. The funnel web spider, as you know, uh, can kill a human you know, within minutes, but literally, their poison so bad. The funnel web, really? The funnel web is a very, very poisonous spider and, and can be quite aggressive. Even people are told that live in areas where there are funnel webs, even be careful of your swimming pool that you don't have a funnel web down in the pool having a swim with you. Um, very, very you know, aggressive spider too. That They'll come out and have a go, especially the females. Mm. And they can kill, but they kill humans and one species of monkey, and that's it. <laughs> Their poison is... Oh, really? Yeah. Dogs are very in total no reaction. When I say no reaction, no poisons reaction the most common reaction we see with dogs is face swelling up like an allergic type reaction we will see that very often with spider bites more likely we'll see uh, a particular allergic type reaction where the face swells where it's been bitten then you'll see any seizuring or um, any other problems of spider bites even the, the redback you know, can cause a lot more sickness they'll vomit and things like that it's usually not going to kill a dog. Most of the spiders we have around our homes won't kill dogs. Uh, however, they will cause this allergic reaction. You've got to get them to the vet. The vet may want to give them something to stop them vomiting if that's occurring. And they usually will give them an injection of cortisone and maybe even an antihistamine combined to decrease the allergic reaction. If the dog's scratching a lot, they'll give them a tranquilizer until all those other drugs work so they don't scratch, you know, big scratch marks on their face. But Would they uh, get bitten on their paws? They can. They get bitten anywhere, of course, and it's certainly possible they would get bitten on their paws or just laying there, even long coat the dog. If a spider decides, oh, there's an area I want to go and it goes into the coat, that's even a possibility. The most common area is a face, but yes, their paws is the second most common area or around, you know, the... Uh, under the tail area where there's less hair, mm. that's another area where they'll get bitten. 
it, it occurs not uncommonly, especially in the uh, warmer months when spiders are more active and dogs are out there more active watching all these things crawling around. And dogs are inquisitive creatures, so they will go up and have a look and see what it is. And that's when they get bitten. So it's one of those things, there's, there's nothing you can really do. But if your dog's face starts to swell or its paws start to swell, that's yeah, possibly that's what it. it is. I mean, uh, really, there is little you can do to avoid a spider bite. I guess you could spray the area, but that's um, putting mm. a lot of toxins in the area. And especially down at doggy level. So, yeah. so you're saying there's not many spider types of spiders that can actually kill a dog? Well, some of the... the not locally not the ones that we see in most cities around the world it's more the you know when you go out to other areas where you see some of the real nasty big spiders mm. they, they could certainly kill a dog but dogs we don't t- take our dogs into the those sort of bush areas generally but do we know why that is like why do dogs have this immunity that's bizarre um, yet, yeah. yet the same bite can kill a human and well it is bizarre but there there are certain things that would kill a dog that don't kill a human as well for mm. example grapes yeah, <laughs> simple thing. Grapes. We think of grapes as, mm, yeah, they're good to eat and they're great to make wine. Um, but you give them to your dogs and it knocks out their kidneys. So each animal has its oh. own anatomy and each animal has its own physiology, and that's the important their own metabolism, how they get rid of certain things, certain toxins in their body, and what they can't get rid of. And so they can't get rid of the toxin that's in grapes. We do. They can't. It knocks out their their kidneys quite badly. If you, you know, dogs getting into fruitcake, for example, that's great. Fruitcakes right. have grapes, you know, dried grapes, sultanas, mm, and mm. currants, and it's really bad for dogs. So your dog will never know the joy of a good Shiraz. Unfortunately, um, not. Okay. Should yeah. not. You should not be giving your dog any of your Grange Hermitage. Oh, that's uh, not for those happen. people in. Uh, America, I guess it'd be a Robert Mondavi red, some of his best reds in California. <laughs> you do know your reds, don't you? Oh, yeah, red man. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode's kind of ended up being a lot about dogs' coats and 
things um, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we have talked about that a lot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, on, on the same subject yeah. is um, dandruff. Have you ever seen a dog with dandruff? Oh, gosh, it's very common, especially in puppies for some reason as they grow. It, when they start going through, I guess, puberty, that's yeah. when I see the most amount of dandruff in coats. Um, nothing too terrible. Just dry skin. Dry skin. And so I, I recommend two things when I see that. Adding some oil to the diet. And it might be just a fun thing for the dog as well. Just adding once a week some sardines in oil. They love that. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Um, some vegetable oil that you have. Omega-3 oils are fantastic. You can get special oils for dogs. Evening primrose oil is brilliant for dogs. For some reason. What, so in their not, food? Yeah. You get the capsules. Yeah. And you either cut a capsule and squeeze one or two in the food mm. uh, or one or two capsules in the food as long as they take them and swallow it down, that's fine. Eating primrose oil often helps dogs with a bit of allergy. It's not like a, a curative, but it just helps, a bit of aid. And then, of course, washing the dog in a particular anti-dandruff-type shampoo. There, there's a few of them that you can buy on the market. What, a ca- canine anti-dandruff shampoo? Um, you can, yeah. You can get those anti-dandruff-type shamp- shampoos that gets rid of it. But there's also, there was one years ago that was called Celine for dogs. And then someone found it was really good for dandruff and people. So it was called Celsen. It's called Celsen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was originally for dogs. For dogs, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they tried marketing for both, but I think it was in the same bottle, just different labels. <laughs> and people said, you're giving me my dog shampoo yeah. to put in my hair. So they stopped the veterinary market. But it's selenium sulfide is the active constituent. So wherever you are in the world, if you look at a find a shampoo with selenium sulfide, that really does get rid of dandruff after but a what does couple that do? washes. Does that stop dryness in the skin? Well, it seems, yeah, it gets rid of the dead skin that's there and allows the good skin to just you now come through quite easy. So it's very, very good. Same as in humans. So do you reckon most dogs would like sardines? Love them. Love really them. salty I and. Have not found a dog that doesn't like sardines, especially in oil. Oh boy, no, I haven't found any dogs. Who, in fact, I have to fight mine off when I've got my sardines on toast. Oh, gosh, yes. I love sardines on toast. Oh, and so does my dog. <laughs> Oggy thinks they're great. How is Oggy, by the way? Oggy I mean, is Oggy doing is really well, Oggy, yes. How old is Oggy now? Uh, let's see. Well, he'll be coming up four months, nearly four months. I went to obedience, first obedience class last week, <laughs> and uh, Oggy was would have been the best dog there, but he wasn't oh, there. Oh, just a proud dad saying no, he, that. Yeah, he wasn't there, actually. Um, it's really good. They have. It's like when you go to college or university, you have an orientation week where you don't go to any lectures there. Well, <laughs> this was orientation for dog school. It was really a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of people um, at this particular club. It was great. 30-odd people coming in. So 30 people with 30 puppies. Will be next week when I go there with Oggy. Oh he'll he'll have other puppies there. So there were classes going with the bigger dogs. They've already been there for a while. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a a good club and I've joined it and looking forward to my uh, doggy obedience lessons to have more with Oggy. Uh, yeah, I've done the obedience uh, since 1967 with dogs. I, I was going to say, you, I mean, you're, you have the I skills can't. to take the class, so uh, is, well, why, why are you taking a class? Why aren't you just teaching I, him yeah, homeschooling? Great question. I am an obedience instructor, qualified yeah. obedience instructor, but doing homeschooling is a bit like homeschooling with kids providing you give them a lot of social interactions outside you know, the, the 
home at home time. Mm. That's what kids need. Same with dogs. So he's going there, uh-huh. a for schooling, and <clears throat> and do I get everything right in life? Boy, I certainly don't. Just ask anyone that knows me. So what I he's telling the truth, folks. What I'm, you know, looking forward to is the instructor saying, "Oh, you, you're doing this a bit, or you're doing that a bit," just to, you know, fine tune me as I go along, and also, of course, the socialisation for Oggy, meeting other dogs, meeting other people, essential, essential, essential for a dog. He's already been doing that. I take him out for his walks every day, twice a day, and during those walks, he meets other dogs and meets people because socialization is important now people say but he's very young what if he gets a disease or something sure i could keep him home wrap him in cotton wool he doesn't get any problems then i save the body but lose the soul i don't want to destroy his temperament i want him to be out there enjoying people and being part of social structure of our society is is he getting on well with other dogs? Oh, he, he yeah, but he he likes guarding his dad. Like, sees another dog, he'll bark, and then I'll say, "Come on," and we go over. Then he's fine. Oh, okay. Then he plays with him. He's really not an aggressive dog. He just barks to let them know, "Hey, I'm here with my dad, and I'll protect my dad." And he's only just coming out four months, but um, yeah, you'll see him a bit on Instagram and our Facebook page. Yeah, keep posting I shots will. of Oggy. I'd love to see him in class. Oh, definitely. Well. You'll see a few this week coming up. We'll see a few little exercises, obedience exercises that I do. This is before class anyway, before we start the class. Just a few things like teaching him to walk beside me, teaching him to sit, to drop, those sort of, and even to come and sit in front of me. Just little things that we're getting him started with. we're trying to do sort of pretty regularly is uh, get Rob to tell us about you know really popular breeds of dogs that uh, you might be thinking of getting one or you know somebody with one or it's just really interesting to know about other other dogs other breeds you know, other than your own and um, this week we're talking fox terriers yeah and when I was growing up Stephen if you're watching tv with children you'd always see a fox terrier where? Oh, on TV, always together. They, you know, kids and fox terriers. They make ideal children's pets. I mean, they are a terrier, they're, but they're playful and they're friendly. They just love companionships. Very loving dogs, fox terrier. They're a real wash and wear dog. I think that's the other reason people had them. Wash and wear? Yeah, they're you know, smooth coat. You can get the wire-haired ones, take a bit more work. The wire-haired ones, beautiful dogs. Uh, good friends of mine have had... A lot of wire-haired fox terriers, and they have, they've all said the same thing. They really, really love them. A chap called um, Leon, I won't mention his surname, but he, he, a friend of mine who just, he and his wife, they would take this little dog everywhere, just love this little dog, mm. and just um, said that she was just playful with people, accepted other dogs, playful with other dogs. They lived near the beach. She'd walk down to the water all the time with them. And they're just an ideal dog. The the smooth-haired fox terrier, as I say, that's the wash and wear dog because they're short, very short hair. Don't drop a lot of coat because they don't have a lot of coat. They do drop coat, but not too much. Wash them and they dry you know, in no time at all if they get dirty. And they're very, very intelligent. Respond well to training and respond well to children. I, I do find an active dog, they are, they need, they've got plenty of energy. So... 
they do need some you know, time to run around and, and destroy that energy <laughs> inside them. Otherwise, I'll destroy your house. So, yeah, so they, get them out there yeah, and They have to be life. active. They yeah, otherwise they're going to be barking all the time in the backyard and causing problems and digging holes and, or coming into the house and destroying things. They, they are an active dog, but a beautiful, beautiful dog. I would, wouldn't hesitate to recommend them to someone with kids. What's, what sort of coats do they come in? The, these, I say the smooth head, that's a very but color, short... But color-wise. Oh, color-wise. Um, you, you have black and white, you see them, a lot of white with some black patches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sometimes have what's called a tri with a black, white and some tan. The, um, the wire heads have a little bit more color variety in them. You see a bit more tan in the, in the wire head fox terrier. And they come, you know, you've got the standard fox terrier and you've got the miniature fox terrier. The miniature fox terrier is the one that I'm always thinking about for children. The the smooth-haired miniature fox terrier for kids, ideal. Now, do you remember years ago, well, long before both of our times, um, was it His Master's Voice? uh, A a fox terrier. Yeah, had a a shot of a, or not a shot of, yeah, it was a picture of a dog sitting next to a gramophone. Uh, So we're talking about, you know, gone eighty years ago or something rather. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a fox terrier. Wasn't and they, it? they were often used in um, uh, magic shows because they could be taught ah. to sit in the hat for as long as you, you <laughs> want them to. And the, the magician told them, "Okay, gave them the word to pop out, and out they come." Like, oh, where'd that dog come from? Ah. But they were just very, you know, very uh, intelligent dogs, responsive dogs, loved to train, loved to please people. And yes, they were used in all sorts of shows and you know, different shows where, where, dog, where dogs were used. You'd often see a fox terrier playing the role. All righty, that is the end of this episode. Um, for uh, sorry, well, it's a bit short, isn't it? Really, but um, Rob's got places to go, dogs to save, all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, remember that there's lots of episodes um, that you can listen to. I think there's about 170 or 180 episodes of the Doggy wow. Pod sitting there. So, you know, I'm sure you haven't heard all of them. And if you have, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next time uh, with a whole bunch of other stuff. And of course, Instagram's the main place to follow us. Uh, tell your friends because there's always stuff being posted there and um, we'll see you uh, for the next episode and look having a new puppy like oggy for me has been it's been a long time keep getting a lot of the rescue dogs and older dogs it's nice having a new pup and it's reminded me yeah (laughs) they're very active to start with so you've got to give them plenty of time but in giving that time to them he's giving so much back to me just Dogs love us so much. It's in their DNA. And so it's well worthwhile, if you've got a child, thinking about a puppy for that child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I noticed you posted the other day um, where Oggy sleeps, which is, which is in a crate at this stage, next to your bed. Right next to the bed, right next to me. <laughs> so yep. does he snore? No, he doesn't. And uh, last night was his first night sleeping outside the cage. One oh. of the reasons I do like him in the cage is that everything's safe. Yeah, my shoes are safe. Everything <laughs> else is safe. Last night, I don't know. He just went and laid down somewhere else on one of the other beds. And I thought, okay, I'm going to trust you. And uh, oh. he was fantastic all night, all night. He's, uh, but I'm, is he toilet trained yet? Does 100%. Wow. 100%. Um, the breeders did a very good job with him at the start. And you know, access to grass to go to the toilet. Um, Steve and Patty Morrissey 
And now this this puppy just about came toilet trained. Really good pup. Excellent. Okay, we'll see you uh, next time on the Doggy Pod. All the rest, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.